Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Well, champion, welcome back to the podcast. Let's dive right in. Your story. Who is framing your story? I hope you're not allowing people who don't have your best interest at heart. You know, victims, victims out there, you know, uh, showing all of that apathy and pity and all that stuff. Of, oh, I feel so bad. And you're right. Because you don't have X. You can't get why. What a load of crap. That is the motivational podcast for today. What a load of crap might be the title of the show. I don't know. We'll give it a title after I get done here. But hey, it's your boy, Sam Crowley, host of the number one motivational podcast out there. When you're ready to rock and roll and launch your million-dollar message, go to launchwithsam.com, launchwithsam.com. You and I. Uh, together launching your unique message. You know, everybody's got a message. You have such a powerful message inside of you. There's everyday heroes everywhere. You know, I think back, I grew up in Bradford, Pennsylvania, population 8,000 people. And I went to St. Bernard's uh, grade school uh, in first grade from first through eighth. Mentioned on the previous podcast, I was an altar boy. Some of you are probably like, what? They really let people like you be an altar boy? The answer is yes. I think anyone can be an altar boy. Uh, I'm living proof, you know, at St. Bernard's. So the church was right across the street from the elementary school, which was kind of neat. This isn't neat in the sense that there was funerals happening throughout the week. Uh, the neat part was I got to get out of school at, you know, 9, 10 in the morning to go serve the funeral. You know, serving as an altar boy means you help the priest. And, you know, then, uh, you know, it was a very sad moment for the families. But when I'm 10 years old and they say, hey, you get out of school for an hour to go serve a funeral, like, oh, okay, great. I'll have to sit and math class or social studies, but uh, that's just a weird thought I had, you know, always walking across the street from the school to the church to help serve a funeral at the age of 10, 12, 13 years old. Um, but anyway, I had a, uh, in first grade, I had a teacher called Sister Gerarda. And Sister Gerarda, this was back when nuns used to wear that, you know, the habits, the hats on top, and they wore the black dresses, and they lived in the convent. Um, which was right next to our school, and the priests lived in the rectories across the street. And Sister Gerarda was all of about four feet ten. But, man, could she pack a punch. Ask me how I know. <laughs> I don't mean a punch in the sense that, I'll give you an example. I don't know why I remember this, man. I was five years old, six years old, and I wasn't writing my capital letters correctly or something. I wasn't paying attention. I was probably screwing around, goofing off, because I was kind of the class clown all throughout grade school. Another shocker. And she smacked my hand with a ruler. Like, I thought, I had to look down to see if my fingers were still attached to my my little uh, five-year-old hand there. It hurt. It hurt like hell. But, like, pay attention! And she smacked it with a ruler. And you might be thinking, what's this got to do with a hero? Well, I'm getting to it a little bit. 
And I was like, holy cow, a nun. Man, I didn't know these nuns were so nasty. I'm thinking to myself, holy moly, I better shape up because I thought I was in a different kind of Catholic school here. And then um, that was kind of start of the school year around September, October. I'm like, hey, okay, well, nice to know you as well. Uh, now that we know the rules, I'll be sure to sit up straight. And boy, did I. You only got to be smacked one time by a nun with a ruler to sit up straight when you're six years old. So uh, she also knew, though, that um, you know, I have older brothers and sisters, and we were all on the free lunch program because my mom didn't make you know two nickels rubbed together. I don't know how she even got it. I think we went there for free because we were so poor or something like that. I mean, we definitely got free lunch. So if you if your parents were poor enough, uh, they paid for your lunch, which is great. So I never bagged the lunch all through school. I just got free lunch all the time, which is amazing when you're poor. Uh, I'd rather have, I enjoy life a lot more now that I don't have free food given to me. And look, I had free food given to me in my 20s. You know, this stuff never. This is why breaking generational curses ain't easy, man. You know, if you grew up in an alcoholic family or you grew up on welfare, or you grew up with some sort of struggle, there's a high likelihood that that's all that was modeled to you. Unless you go out seeking on your own some sort of a different life and you really put in that to action and you're very in intentional about it, then and only then will things change. But they will change. They always do 100% of the time. You know, you can make a complete 90-degree shift in your life and transform not only your life, but think about this. When you have kids, generations. My kids will never know what it's like to have to get a free lunch at school. My kids will never know what it's like to have to go to the Goodwill for shopping for your clothes. They just, I broke the curse. Yay! Yay for me! I broke the curse. My wife and I stayed married. Yeah, that's amazing. 24 years and going. Uh, to the lady who said, I do, back on February 28th of 1998. We met in Buffalo, New York in 1996. I got audited by the IRS, and she was my accountant secretary. And there you go. 90 days later, we were engaged. How about that? Thank you to the Internal Revenue Service for auditing me on my 1994 tax return. So two years later, I would find my wife inside of my accountant's office. She had just started as the office manager. Imagine that. So you can break the generational curse. I've got a wife who loves me unconditionally. And when I say unconditionally, I mean unconditionally. And men and women, let me give you a little hot tip here, okay? If your spouse is not supportive of what you're doing, it's going to make it a hell of a lot harder to be successful. My wife, I have dragged her all the way around. I mean, it's been crazy. It's the entrepreneurial journey. It's always a roller coaster. Always, whether when I was buying real estate and I moved this back to Pennsylvania, then back to Ohio, and then the next year to New York, and then back to Ohio, kids in school, out of school, buying this thing, that thing, gumball machines, Quiznos franchises all around till I landed here on the Everyday Saturday podcast. But when your spouse is not supportive, that really makes it difficult. My wife could have very easily said, and would have been 100% within reason for her to say, you know what? You're 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 all over the place, man. You're like a bubble on a skillet. I don't want to be with you. This is too stressful. And she could have left, you know, or said, hey, "No, you're not going to you're going to go get a job. I need stability in my life and security in my life. You ain't providing it. You're all over the place. One minute you're on an airplane going to meet somebody and in Los Angeles, you I remember I flew in the middle of the night in a winter storm from Buffalo to Florida through Ronald Reagan Airport in D.C. was our layover. I don't even know how the plane took off, man. It was that bad. I mean, it was a nasty snowstorm even to get from Buffalo to D.C. And then D.C., every, every flight was canceled but ours. It's just a God thing. Anyway, I remember that. She's like, who are you going to meet? Oh, I'm going to meet a guy named Frank. Don't worry about it. It's a deal that's going to. What's the deal? Oh, I'll tell you about it later. And 
I was putting all this work in for the deal, and it never came to fruition. One of these entrepreneurial ventures I was going to go after. Uh, and we still joke about it today. Remember that flight you took to Florida in the middle of the night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Anyway, uh, pass the butter. Okay. Um, but you can act absolutely change generational curses. That's mainly, I think, what we're here to do is to leave a life for your children, your loved ones better than how you started in the world. I think that's really awesome. And everybody can do it. You got to make decisions. Uh, you can't be the same as the people that modeled those bad decisions, you know. Uh, my mother was a beautiful lady, uh, an amazing person, gone way too soon, July 7th, 1997, at the age of 69. Uh, but she drank a lot and smoked like a chimney, and that was to her demise. Eventually, just it caught up to her, and on July 7th, uh, 97, right after 4th of July weekend, after we left her that day, she died sitting on our living room couch smoking a cigarette. Cigarette butt was burnt all the way down between her index and her middle finger when my brother found her. Uh, the next day. So, you know, that's why I take health so seriously. And I'm telling you, man, that's why I talk about all this stuff on the podcast. Yeah, our ultimate goal is to launch a podcast. That's what I do. I'm the number one podcasting coach in the world. Nobody better than me. It's not arrogant, it's just a fact because nobody takes it as passionately. You're never going to work with the owner of the company one-on-one as you would with me. And that owner of the company is going to frame your own million-dollar message and take it as seriously as you do. And I don't know if you'll find that. You, You won't find that anywhere else. Not at that level. And that's just a fact. And that's why I think it's just amazing that, you know, this whole podcast is built to inspire you. We talk about health, relationships, fitness, finances, mainly business and mainly you and your message because everybody has a story to share. Everybody has a lesson to teach. All right. And it's my job to get you to do that so you can create a lifetime full of Saturdays doing what it is that you love to do. So back to Sister Gerarda. So Christmas time was coming up. It's well, actually, it was right around the holidays, like around Thanksgiving time. I know because it was snowing in Bradford, which is not unusual. We used to get a, like 150 inches of snow a winter, sometimes two feet of snow just during lunchtime. And she came over to my desk again uh, and kind of picked me out. Jam, come here, or Mr. Crowley, Mr. Crowley, I'm six. <laughs> you can call me Sam, Mr. Crowley. Come to the front of the room. Everybody else, keep doing your homework. Oh my God! What's she gonna? Is she gonna punch me in the face this time? What? I got slapped with a ruler in the hand. What's next? So she pulls me up, and she goes, "Come here," and she opens up the top drawer of her desk, and she used to have a thimble. You know, a thimble. She had a rubber thimble. I'll never forget this on her thumb, and sometimes she wore it on an index paper to fire through papers when she's looking for something. I haven't seen a thimble since then. I don't think I've seen a thimble since 1974. Um. And so she had this thimble on her thumb, this rubber, this nasty rubber-looking thimble that looked like she'd had for 100 years. And all four foot eight of her was standing, come here, and opens up her desk drawer, and she gives me about four packets of hot chocolate. I want you to take these home. It's cold outside. Drink this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, uh, great. So I took the hot chocolate because I wasn't not going to take them because if I didn't, I'd get a right cross to the face. And I remember I, uh, I walked home. I had the uh, the bread bags. Remember, if you ever grew up in cold weather, you would put, when the bread was used up in your fridge, you'd save the bags, and you'd put them over your feet, and then you'd put them inside of your snowshoes, your galoshes, whatever you wore, and that kept your feet from getting wet. So I always put bread bags in my shoes, in my boots, so my feet would stay dry. So I remember I got home, took my bread bags off my feet, took my boots off, and when my, my mom came home from work at the factory that night, uh, she goes, oh, what's this hot chocolate? I go, uh, Sister Gerarda gave it to us, to me. 
She goes, Sister Gerarda gave you hot chocolate? Why? I go, she, she said you wanted me, she wanted me to keep warm. She goes, oh, what a, what a lovely lady. Heaven sent. I'm like, hmm, okay, well, are we talking about the same? Because I never told you about her smacking my wrist. But uh, anyway, my mom said, what a lovely lady. And she was, and she's an everyday hero. Sister, Ger- Sister Gerarda's long gone. I mean, God, she's probably 70 back in 1974. But she instilled in me a few things. She instilled discipline, respect, humility, and kindness. And, I mean, look, I'm 53 years old, man. This was, I was five, six years old at the time. We're talking almost 50 years ago. And I remember that day in first grade from that everyday hero, Sister Gerarda, like it was yesterday, you know? And that's why I always, when I said it's a load of crap, about your story if people are feeding you that you can't do something because of where you were born or this or that or what you got going on or this affliction or that affliction. Just look around at people that are doing uncommon things with common ailments. You know, We all have something. We all have something going on, whether it's mental, whether it's physical, but we battle through and we make decisions that are going to make our life better for us and the people around us so we can leave it better than how we found it, you know? And when I think of stories like Sister Gerarda, had I not had that lady in first grade, I would have went on until somebody instilled discipline in me because my mom was old, man. Like I said on the previous pod, this lady raised eight kids by herself. By the time I came along, she's like, kid, do what you want. Your dad left when you were three months old. I got nothing left. So just I could have been a drug addict, drug dealer. Who knows? Running with the wrong crowd. I just always made the right decisions when it came to the people that I surrounded myself with. Truth be told, I was raised by my friends in Bradford. Great people, great families. I went over there for dinner and hung out with some great guys and girls. It was just, it was wholesome, man. It was fun. It was the 70s into the 80s. I graduated high school in 86. Well, always hanging out on somebody's porch, always knocking on a door, going and playing baseball or basketball. It's just all wholesome, man. No phones, none of that crap, you know. We got to know each other, had real conversations, and that's what this podcast is really me as an older version of my younger self, just telling stories, you know? And I want to work with people because I really, I really, really love working with the right person because when they get it and they understand they've got this million-dollar message inside, it just lights me up. It light, I know it lights them up, but, man, I get off the Zoom call and I'm like, God, that's amazing. Their story is so amazing. And there's just so many side benefits of having everyday heroes in your life. That's why you got to get out there because you're going to be the Sister Gerarda. You know what else she did for me? And I don't know why. I just, I've always, I still, I tell my wife this too. P-H-Y-S-I-C-I-A-N. Physician. Sam, spell physician. P-H-Y-S-I-C-I-A-N. I could spell physician in the first grade. And I remember walking around the house on 9 Elm Street in Bradford going P-H-Y-S-I-C-I-A-N. P-H-Y-S-I-C-I-A-N. <laughs> my mom's like, well, we got Rain Man. It was before a Rain Man movie came out, obviously. But she's like, what are you doing, man? Do you have any other? I can spell physician. She goes, that, she goes actually, that's amazing. So whenever uh, people would come over to the house, whether it was for a New Year's Eve party or just to hang out on a weekend with a drink for my mom and these older ladies, Sam, come here. Sam, come here. My mom would say, Sam, come here. Spell physician for Marion. P-H-Y-S-I-C-I-A-N. And then I'd walk out of the room. I was like, you know. Johnny on command, spelling bee. But I share this story with you to inspire you to become that everyday hero. Don't be like everybody else. Don't talk like everybody else. Don't act like everybody else. You'll get lost in a sea of sameness and never realize your dream, the reason why you were here. People will laugh at you. Of course they're going to laugh at you. They're going to mock you. They're going to make fun of you. Those are not the people that you give 
a single ounce of energy to, a single ounce of energy to, you become the best version of yourself and you become that everyday hero. So people like me will be talking about people like you many years from now. All right, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Man, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Sister Gerardo, God love her, man. God love her. All right, have the best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.